0: Hello and welcome to Back Chat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga, and back care. My name is Christine Berry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yoga Berry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel, and this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So, if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to back chat. Welcome to yoga Berry, your yoga for scoliosis community. And maybe some of you noticed already I did actually it's been a very, very long time since I've, since I've posted a, um, a new practice video. But I did so yesterday. And it was really nice to see so many of you already kind of looking at it and seeing it already before I had even told anyone about it. Um, so that was really nice. So if you do want to check it out, it's a 15 minute um, yoga for scoliosis practice to release um, the psoas. So hip flexors kind of think that sort of region. And it's one of those areas which can get really tight, obviously, and um, imbalanced with scoliosis as well. So do make sure to check that out. It's It's on the YouTube channel um if you just go to my latest videos you will you will find it basically there good lovely so come and say hello if you are here live I can see um Samir is saying hello and Laura is here as well um and yes we've got a a guest today and really really excited to have someone who's been working with me for a while and and who has been um a shine member for a while as well and uh, yeah she will tell you all about her her um scoliosis story obviously as well and not only does she have scoliosis not to give anything away here but also her her daughter has scoliosis so she's got kind of the the um the two ways of looking at this kind of from the inside and from the more of the the outside and obviously as a parent, which is another completely other um, perspective as well. And um, yeah, so I'll be very interested in chatting with her. Liz is saying hello. Hi, Liz. And let me bring her on now. So hi, Karen. Hello, (laughs) welcome. And thank you so much for taking some time out to to talk to us today. Fine. Good. Yep. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> Good. Lovely. So why don't we, I would love to, to start with kind of your, your story, your um, story with scoliosis. Like when, when was this, the word first mentioned in, in your life and, and um, yeah, what's uh, the background setting the scene? <laughs> background.
1: Um. I think I was quite late. I was 17. So I can still remember, didn't, I'd never heard of it at all. So I, I was 17. Um, I think I was getting ready to go out one night. And it really was just looking in the mirror thinking, that looks a bit crooked. It wasn't even my back. I think it was my hips. Um, and I can remember going down and saying to my mom, does this look right? And she just had this look on her face as if I think it was just a mum look, as in, no, it's definitely not right, but I'm not going to let you know. Right. <laughs> no, and then it it sort of just went on from there. I, I, I mean, I'm 51 now, so it is a little bit of a blur. I can't remember too yeah, much. I was trying true. to talk to my mum about it the other day, actually, and I asked her. But we did go and see um, a surgeon. I can't tell you how many degrees it was to begin with, which is a shame. It would be good to to have known that now maybe compare yes yeah I I can't I do remember the words that I was borderline on having to have it operated on that's what they use so whether there was a cutoff that I know there probably is now but um it was something along but at that time it wasn't even the rods I think it was they offered you uh they took one of your ribs and used that to straighten your spine and actually i, I did ask my mum the other day why she didn't suggest that i had it done and she said at the time it was a six month recovery and it really was six months of being fed sitting still which obviously i know they don't do now they're sort of you you're up and about as as soon as you can can't they yeah. that was a decision they probably kind of made for me um, and everyone I, I saw just said, you know, if, if you can manage it through physio and exercise, then you'll be okay. And and that was it. That was sort of end of seeing doctors and off into the world at probably nineteen, twenty, and that was that was it really. Um, and I kind of I kind of thought I was on my own, and it was just me. Right. Mm-hmm. I, this community, internet didn't exist at the time wasn't put in touch with anybody else wasn't sort of told how common it was didn't investigate didn't look into it didn't probably know anyone else either nobody else at all just thought it was me but to be honest it it i didn't think too much about it Mm -hmm. um i i can remember just probably in my 20s having a bit of backache if i stood for too long at things you know as you're you're standing around doing things and I just carried on. I've always, I've always done a, quite a bit of exercise in one way. Just I've always swam or I've, I've always done something, like to keep active. Um, so I probably just did regular. At that time, it was the 80s, 90s. It was a lot of aerobics, <laughs> a lot of that type of thing. <laughs> so I did a lot of aerobics classes, just did regular exercise, really. Um, didn't think too much about it. Went into my 30s, had two children, Um, didn't really, I mean, no issues as such. It was harder, I found, not the pregnancies, I don't know about you, the hardest bit for me was when they were babies and toddlers, lifting them up. Lifting them, yes, yeah, kind of the the postnatal period, isn't it? Mm. Getting them out of the cot, getting them into the car, getting them out of car seats, push chairs that was when I started probably to notice it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I started, I did quite a lot of Pilates, so a lot of strengthening probably around that time. Um Whizzing through it here on the 40s was probably where I had more issues as in, I just think getting older, less time to look after myself, maybe yeah. a bit more stress of running around doing things. Um, but sort of just carried on with, with exercise, really. And then I think I found you where I probably got into a bit more of difficulty where um, I think when we got together, I'd had, they'd sort of diagnosed the life thesis and there was a few other issues going on. Um, and that's where I think just I actually started to feel a lot more positive about things because it started to find this community and started then to do exercises which were more scoliosis based Mm -hmm. i think that has what's worked for me recently over the last two three four years and that's made a huge huge difference coming away from just regular exercise yeah to yoga for scoliosis and then we've talked i've done sort of physio courses Mm -hmm. for scoliosis um and just finding things that
0: work for me Mm yes yeah, so getting a little bit more specific um yeah. probably with your with your exercises yeah um so let me just share so that that we know what what we're talking about because obviously when we talk about scoliosis um anything from 11 degrees upwards is called scoliosis but obviously there's a huge yeah you know that's a wide wide range so karen did sharely, um kindly share her x-ray with us so those of you who are watching this um obviously on a on the video you can you can see it here so um this is so i had written down a 50 degree curvature is that right it's
1: around 50 yeah at some point it supposedly went up to
0: 60 went down to
1: 50 i'm not too sure but i think Mm -hmm. it's around 50 yeah
0: yeah so this is a fairly recent x-ray here then
1: yeah yeah it's not very clear and that's just the bottom but mine is a c curve so that is the majority of
0: yes the so this is really up. yeah yeah so what we can see here this is kind of a very typical thoracolumbar curve uh, and that just means that the peak of the curve is is kind of here where the lumbar spine kind of changes into the into the thoracic here which you can see there so it's like one major curve and then a little bit of compensation at the top and at the bottom. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah, t- tiny bit. But majority of it is is just at the bottom. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and so you were saying in the beginning, you were saying you kind of first noticed it because something didn't look quite right.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's never it's not really my shoulders that it was, um, and I noticed that on my my daughter as well a little bit. It's just where one side of sort of her hip. And mine as well dips in a little bit, which I suppose now is the, what I know is the concave side. But all these terms, concave, convex, didn't yeah. know anything about this, honestly, until three, four years, well, probably until started working with you. Yeah. And to me, it was just, oh, I've got one side which is bulky and one side that's really weak. That's how I used to think about it. Um, and then you think, oh, I need to strengthen
0: the weak side. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And I I probably was, sometimes I look back and think, oh, I can't believe I did that. And it's with knowledge now, realising that I don't think I did myself any harm, but I probably could have done things which would have been more beneficial um, if, with hindsight, with the knowledge that sort of I have now. Mm. And And by that, I just mean sort of what areas to strengthen and which areas to stretch and how to get out of, pain so for example if I was in pain 10 years ago in the morning that would have been I would have just thought oh I need to just go and sit down for the rest of the day (laughs) and that that probably is what I would have done but I would not have realized that I do now that oh, actually if I just stretch that actually it's my hamstring that's tight or it's my hip flexors that's tight and if I could just do a few yoga poses or stretches for five minutes then all my back stops hurting or it's not as bad as it was. And you just carry on with the day. So that's mm. just things you learn, isn't it? I suppose that that's what I think now, there's just so much out there and so much you can learn that's changed since I was first
0: diagnosed, I think. Yeah. And that is, I mean, if I kind of put myself into that situation, because obviously my scoliosis is not, was never as bad as yours yeah but there, it's like it's either you're having surgery or nothing at all
1: <laughs> yeah and that's what i say when i, I say it, it was kind of well we'll talk to you about the operation i said no and that was it it's well have a nice life
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> because that, that you know it sounds like well if it's bad enough that you would consider yeah uh, a surgery right then there, there must be something else that um yeah. that yeah. could be done or at least uh, they would advise that you should not do or mm, yeah maybe other other treatments to explore but they just basically said come back when you yeah have come, back,
1: come back if you need to i think they may have recommended a few physio exercises but mm-hmm. they were three or four physio exercises which probably were they were just exercises for back pain yeah over, I think they weren't obviously scoliosis related which i don't think you would have now i mean it would have been just how how to ease lower back pain or um a very generic general set of exercises Um, that anyone with lower back pain or
0: or whatever would get yeah yeah
1: yeah Um, okay yeah so that was it so it's a bit of a flying quick
0: through the decades but yeah no I, but I, you know it, it it really um it kind of it's a very very typical journey right it's mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I i certainly hear this all the time we're kind of and it's that's why i find it so interesting talking to you because you now see it in your daughter obviously as well and you kind yeah. of yeah you, you started as being affected yourself this this diagnosis is kind of put on you um you've got this now but you just go about your life now (laughs) yeah
1: yeah
0: and when so um, so for for example for me it was always something where my mom was kind of nagging me and telling me you've got to do something you've got to fortunately she was doing that right so I, i can only say thank you i didn't like it at the time but she was always saying, you're going to have to do some sort of exercise your whole life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I've said the exact sentence to my daughter recently. <laughs> have you? <laughs> Almost the same words. Yeah.
0: So when before we kind of talk talk about your, your daughter a, a little bit more, was there kind of a time when when did you understand this? When When did this kind of click for you? So um, I'm always
1: going to have to do something that, I'm all, that I'll always, yeah.
0: Um, or, or when you were kind of happy with, n- not in a negative way, like, oh, I have to do this, but that yeah. is actually helpful
1: <laughs> Honestly, to do a little
0: bit every day.
1: I think probably in the last, oh, I don't know whether I should say, yeah, last sort of four or five years, where I've come round to it being really beneficial, but that's probably because that's the time where I was in pain and then I yeah. realised that this is what is really going to help. Before that, as I say, I've always I've always done some kind of exercise, but it was just it was more just just exercise. Whereas now I realise that I really, really need to do this. And and it's really helpful. And I want to do it. I think that's the difference. You know, I want to do it because I know that I feel stronger um, when I do do it. And I know what happens when I don't.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when we, so when we started working together, you were, as you mentioned, you were in mm. uh, in pain. That was kind of your main motivation yeah. to begin with, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I don't want to be too dramatic. But I mean, I, when we started, I was in an awful lot of pain. And I really thought that that was how I was going to be for the coming years. I really did think that. And then started to work with you, started to, because my daughter was diagnosed around the same time, obviously then wanted to see how we could help her. And that probably helped me in a way. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that was a bit of a sort of a turning point, just realising for her how much information there was when I started to look at how we can help her. Mm-hmm that was when I really started to look into it so much more than I ever had done for me. Yeah, I yeah. just thought, I suppose I was a bit old school that that was just the way it is and didn't realize there was so many more people and how common it was and probably until I really started looking at it for her, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Samir, Samir is asking um, if you're, because I showed you x-ray obviously and it's, the, the curve is going to the left. And he's saying the uh, same, same for him as well. Does your left shoulder go up? Not really, yeah. is it?
1: No, it doesn't. But it, I am conscious of pulling it down. So right. It. OK. But, but no, you're right. Yeah, if, as I'm sitting here now, if I just completely forget about what I'm doing, then maybe slightly. But yeah, that's the one I always think, yeah pulling down
0: <laughs> pulling down Yes, yeah. yeah okay and and samir just to just to kind of um clarify it doesn't always mean that that's what's happening if you have a left thoracic or a left thorac- thoracolumbar curve it's it's a little bit like how your individual body adjusts to the to the curvature so it could it could even be that she does the opposite just because the way that her body, body is adjusting. So I wouldn't always kind of say every curve that's going this way, that's also happening. I know I, I sometimes try to simplify this, but um, I've certainly learned that everyone is, is really different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good. So he's saying I was I was suggested saying to be conscious to pull my right shoulder down. Yes. And, and you know, you can see this. Obviously, you can look in the mirror. You can see this. You don't need someone else to um, to to tell you this, obviously. But I I just show you um, the photos that that we obviously saw. Uh, Karen and I were working on on Zoom. We've never met, have we? No, I can't think no, I need to need to do no, that. This is amazing, <laughs> it seems like we have, but no, we so we've been really just working on on Zoom and this is um so this was kind of the, the first kind of before and after pictures I took on the on the screen, which is which where you can really see a big a big difference and um just just talk to us about this here on the when you were on the on the left when we're we're looking at this picture on the left were you aware that that's what you look like or that's where your weight is that you were standing this way
1: no I don't think I was aware I could feel that I was almost sort of collapsing into that left side I was yeah. conscious of that when I was sitting down, but I, I didn't see it as much as that. So that was quite interesting. Yeah.
0: Mm. And here you you really you see obviously the pelvis how it's how it's kind of it seems to be tilted. Um, and you know sometimes this is when people get confused and they think they need a um, a, 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 a leg lift to to compensate. For this kind of uneven hips but then you can see how much you know she was obviously working on this on this kind of corrective posture for a while and then how even actually the hips then start to look when you're just kind of shifting over a little bit with the with the rib cage isn't it yeah
1: and that was what three months isn't it october november yeah yeah and that's and now i don't re- yeah i don't really recognize that october 2020 i don't feel i naturally go into that pattern anymore i just mm. because of what we've worked on and just awareness i think it is i don't no. think i think I, I don't as I, said, I think we said before this it would be interesting to do to do now
0: and yes. have a look. Yeah. To, to see where where you are now yes yeah exactly exactly yeah. so it's almost like um you've kind of trained your body to yeah. be in this, in this new position in the you know yeah. potential obviously
1: yeah and I think you talked about that at the beginning when we started that that is what you know you can do and it is it, true it I mean it takes time does it but it's just a you know just now and I say you know this, this is the shoulder that I pull down but I, I do it automatically now without really thinking about it when i'm sitting in the chair i just sort of yeah. and then i make sure i'm not sort of slumped but that's uncomfortable now that feels mm. really uncomfortable it's it much strange right yeah yeah it really does it yeah it does but they're mm. good they're
0: good good so so what 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 do you say if you give us some uh, kind of what are kind of the main If you, if you, if you're wanting, like from your perspective, what would you, what would kind of your main advice be for, for people? What are the things that really made a difference for you?
1: Um, hundred percent exercise. And I think it's, I think strength, I Mm. feel a lot stronger now. Um, and I think that is just, and it, it comes slowly I think the first thing is nothing's going to you can't do anything overnight it's a it's a journey yeah and I know in when I go into the physio there's a chart and I'm not going to explain this very well I said most people think they're going to come from here to there it's probably a common chart but it's one place but the actual journey is kind of like this up down up down and then eventually you get to the you get to the end and that's very true so I think it's patience and if you understand that to forgive me and finding something that works for you and mm. that fits into your life and what, because everybody is different and everybody has different challenges, different um, calls on their time. Um, I find pers- I need to get up early in the morning to do something because if I don't, and that's just me personally, the day runs away with you, it gets to nine o'clock and there's no way I'm, I'm going to do anything at nine o'clock at night yeah. but other people might find it easier to do it at nine o'clock so I think advice would be absolutely just find something that fits in with what you're going to do and then strengthen just core I think core is a really good one and that's what I always try and say to my daughter if you've got yeah. a strong core because that just pulls you, pulls you up everything is from your core and I've just found that strengthening that has really really
0: helped mm. um, so so tell us about your your daughter then. How how old is she and when was she diagnosed? So she
1: is coming up for 15 in June. She says she's 14 and a half. She was, I think one thing I didn't actually realise is that scoliosis is can be hereditary. I was mm-hmm. always told mine was idiopathic, there was absolutely no known reason, my parents didn't have it, there was nothing in our family. But I did always keep an eye on the children um, and the amount of forward bends they've had to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's regularly at home. (laughs) That's what I do with my kids, actually.
1: Every time I go, mum, it's another forward bend. (laughs) All the time. And then um, when I saw my surgeon who I'd seen for, or consultant, I'd seen him sort of once a year or once every couple of years for a while. So I did know him and he just said, bring the children in next time you come. I'll just have a quick look at them. And which he did. He just sort of looked at them and he just, he sent them both off for x-rays, just sort of belt and braces. And hers came back as very, very mild. This was, um, how long ago was it? Probably when she was around 11 or 12, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, very mild, so just keep keeping. I don't think, for, as in, it, it actually wasn't scoliosis; it was seven degrees, so it was right. less than ten degrees. It, it, you know, so he said, you know, just just keep an eye on it again. Um, next time she did go in to be checked um, again, a little bit like me, you could see that there was something going. One hip was slightly, slightly in. He couldn't really see anything, but he it warranted enough to have one more x-ray because obviously you need to be a bit careful and it had jumped up to um i think it was in its 20s yeah 20 so quite quickly and then after that had one more i think it was an mri and it had gone to 30 right. so in the space of a year and she's quite she's taller than me she's um she'd obviously been growing quite quickly um so that was last January she had one x-ray. Um yeah so it was quite shocked so just basically started talking about putting her into a brace and from actually talking about it to doing it I think it was 2 or 3 weeks. She was she'd had it made, she it was decision was made. Um it was literally 10 days of I know I spoke to you, I spoke to so many people about what the best thing to do was. And the best brace right because there's not just one it's, brace as well again that's uh, you don't know what's out there until you start having to deal with these things do you and mm-hmm. yeah, there's however many types of braces soft braces hard braces advice on this one this that so yeah it was very very quick initiation into into that um and I, you know I, she was really good she wore it she understood um which not everyone would do um at the same time i i believe we we did quite a lot of research on it that it's also important to strengthen and this is you said what tips would i have tips i have for me would be and the same for her i i think it's important that she is body aware so she knows if she's not standing you know I'm, I'm always saying you know don't slouch don't and she doesn't in fact you know she's quite good at sitting properly um and we got her enrolled onto a, a phys quite an intensive physio course so now she's in the brace most of the time but she's quite active quite sporty so she they advise that she wears it 23 hours a day Right. Honestly, she doesn't but the time that she's out of it she's active and that is, they've said that that is okay. So there's different schools mm-hmm. of sport. But she wears it most of the day, all night. If she's definitely, if she's sitting around, it's it's on. So the only time she's not wearing it is when she's running around doing some type of sport, really. Um, and then we've got her into doing sort of physio exercises, strengthening exercises, 10 minutes a day. And she does that. Um, and to her, it's it's kind of a way of life, which is what I I didn't want it to be a chore, something that she feels she's got to do because she's got got something that she needs to. So it is we just kind of we have dinner and like, well, go and do a physio and we go and do it. And then she carries on with what she's doing. So it's just mm-hmm. trying to keep it
0: quite light rather than
1: this, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think um, it helped that uh, you could talk about your your own experience and that she could see it on you and see what Yeah. And see what I, I, you're doing about it as well? Yeah, I think that
1: probably made it less scary for her because when she looks at her X-rays, it, it's not really, I mean, it it's quite scary to see that mm-hmm. X-ray. Um, but on her, you can't actually see anything. To the naked eye or to anybody else, you probably wouldn't know. You, no, you wouldn't know. Um, so it's just seeing that x So I think it did help. And, I, and I'm quite open and I talk to her and say, you know, you, you really need to strengthen yourself and if you start now, you won't be in as much pain as I was before I started doing these exercises and really understanding what I needed to do. And I'm quite open and I tell her, and she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I think it, it probably did help her. Um, and I think me having it, and her being di- diagnosed, I mean, I think I've been able to help her knowing what she needs to do and seeing it on her and sort of helping her understand what areas she needs to strengthen or or what she needs to do. Mm. But she still has a good moan. And no, I don't Hell know. Yeah. Do- <laughs> oh, she is
0: a teenager, right? That is, a teenager. That's a lot, really.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But more often than not, it's oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go and do it, and um, it's automatic now, which is what I wanted it to. I, I think that's that's not a bad thing if it's just mm-hmm. part of your, part of your life. You just get on and do. It. I mean, you see the physios, and it's recommended you do half an hour, forty minutes a day.
0: Yeah, that's realistic. Yeah. No, no,
1: no, I think if you do that, then I, personally, I think it's good to do going back to sort of things you say to recommend, I would say little and often doing mm. 10 minutes a day, is probably better than doing 40 minutes one day and then nothing for three days, picking it up again. Um, so that's what I'm trying to, that's what I try and do. And that's what I'm trying to steer her towards as well. Mm. It seems to be working. She's, it hasn't got worse um, over a year, which is good news.
0: Um, so yes. is it? So what type of brace is it? Is it a corrective one, or is it designed um, to take her in the opposite direction, or is it?
1: Designed no, she didn't need that overcorrection. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding of it. Her hips are fairly level, so her actual pattern is quite similar to mine. Okay. But actually, no, sorry, it's not. Hers is more of an S, so she does have a compensation at the top. So hers is probably more balanced. Right. Right thoracic, left lumber more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but her hips haven't really shifted, and I think the overcorrection are if you've got that to sort of overcorrect that aspect of it. So um, no, hers is a is it Boston brace? So it's the rigid, hard okay hard brace. But I mean, she has had good results, and she it's improved it. By yeah, about ten degrees. I think she's down to twenty six degrees from, or twenty seven from thirty six. But I mean, there's a margin of error in all of those measurements. I I know anyway, and it's it's not just about the numbers. So it's mm. but um, which but that's good for her because if we can do as much as we can to sort of start her off on a good place for
0: years to come. Um, that's all good for her. Mm. So Samir is asking. I was told if my thoracic scoliosis keeps on increasing, it may affect my visceral organs and may result in surgery. Was it the same for her? And is talking about your your daughter. About your daughter wasn't in that range, was she? Where it was. No, even talked about surgery. Was it? No, no. So she's gone into the brace
1: to avoid surgery so at the yeah. moment she's she's not needing surgery if it had progressed at the rate it looked like it was progressing she could have been in danger of possibly needing surgery that yeah. was that was the issue because it had progressed quite quickly over a number of months mm-hmm. she was growing quite rapidly if it had carried on like that then there was the possibility that she may have needed surgery. So the brace for her was about trying to bring it back down a bit and avoid surgery in the future. Which mm-hmm. is possibly looking like it's doing. I, I think. Yeah. The last time we spoke, it was if if it carries on as it is, she's sort of almost out of sort of the danger zone of, of needing yeah. surgery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For her, um...
0: yeah. She is uh, because she, she's turning fifteen, isn't she? So she's yeah. she's probably yeah. got a little bit of growing left, but kind of the yeah. big growth spurts are probably done, which are always the ones where everyone starts to yeah.
1: And I think that's what they were depressed. worried. about.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that that was. I mean, it it
1: was, and that's why I say it was so quick. Um, it was kind of we need to do need to do this now because it was changing almost I'll say dramatic sort of from one week to the next. It was changing quite quickly. Um, yeah, so that the idea of doing it was just to try and uh, try and avoid the surgery. Um, but no, like me, she'll always have to have to do something. Mm-hmm. It's obviously not going to correct itself, and it's but she will just need to to manage it and understand what she needs to do in the future. And but just to to say, my idea is just to try and build that into her 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 everyday life, and so that it's not something different to everybody else or yeah yeah
0: just exactly. the day you
1: know, exactly. she gets, and yeah
0: it, it's like you know brushing your teeth right you you, you do this every day automatically um yeah. to look after your teeth why wouldn't you do something to look after yeah. the rest of your body right <laughs> yeah no and that's exactly
1: how i've explained it to her I mean she gets out of bed and I just like have you done your core exercises? Have you done your core? Have you done that? And so she sort of out of bed, rolls out of bed, does sort of a core exercises, then goes off to school, comes back, has dinner, and then does ten minutes of the other exercise, and it's just, as then goes off and does her homework, or then so it's just part of her mm. routine, really.
0: Yeah, I think she's very lucky to to have you as well, and you know, you're, you, I think you're being a really good role model as well because you know so many times i have got parents that that come to me and with with their teenager and they you know and i ask you know what's realistic in terms of time and investing time and all of that and then they're like well as long as it helps it's fine just give her all the exercises and stuff and but they don't really understand right they don't because they're not doing it themselves no and they yeah. obviously, yeah. as a parent, you just want the best for your child, yeah. completely, you know, I, I would be completely the same. Um, but it needs to be sustainable, right? And and this is why I think it, it's great that she obviously sees you doing something about this, even though, you know, teenagers are usually a bit like, oh, I don't want to do what my parents are doing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it will go in somewhere in the brain. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, some of it sticks, doesn't it? Not all of it. <laughs> well, some of it yeah, sinks in, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, yeah, she's come away from places with pages and pages of, yeah, you had to do this, but you it nobody's going to do that day in day out for years to come. Yeah. You you do have to find something that fits into your life that is going to make you do it at a time I think, at the day or whenever that you can do it. Otherwise, you're never going to stick to it, are you? I don't think.
0: Hmm. Yes, that's interesting as well. So you've obviously, you've done the, the, the London um, boot camp clinic, yeah. as I call it. <laughs> it was four weeks,
1: was it? Four weeks. We did um, split the four weeks up, though. We did
0: one week, two weeks and one week and um, obviously so you came out of that obviously with a huge amount of information and tools right yeah
1: so
0: so how did you end and you you were working with me obviously as well just just before that and, and during that as well so I would imagine you kind of came out with like a huge amount of things how did you then kind of narrow it down to what you are actually going to do
1: I think it's just I think at the, when you start off, you do think you're gonna be able to do everything. And you, you do start off, it's new and it's different and you do all of the exercises. Then I think you quite quickly realize the ones that help you. Because they're they're all scoliosis exercises, but I find out if there are some that I can really feel working, some that I feel better after and some that I know and then you just let other ones maybe go, and um, but you've got all of that information. It doesn't mean you have to do all of them on the same day, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good to, to be able to, you know you do some for a week and then just get a bit fed up with doing those ones, so you move on and you do do other ones. And it's just um, understanding what each one is for is quite important in Mm. that course I think if you can understand why you're doing a certain exercise what it's designed for then it's useful to then pick and choose which ones you want to do on which day because they do give you quite a regimented exercise program which is fine to start off with whilst you're learning but then once you realize what yeah what they're all for it's quite good to be able to mix them up a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. yes and it's it, it's kind of what you kind of summarized what what we went through in the in the practice transformation obviously as well isn't it, it, it like finding out well knowing what your intention is what what you want to do and then picking and choosing um, yeah things and to do, when, right?
1: when you were doing that you talked about sort of and it, it's very similar sort of mobilizing and then strengthen um of stretching and then strengthening i think it's quite good to do a little bit of each of those into your practice or into your day as well um it's definitely useful i think one mm-hmm. thing going back to tips and things that i wish i'd thought about before is sort of touched on it, when i get into pain is just to have a bit of a reset through the day. So have certain time, instead of trying to get through the whole day without doing anything and just being in a bit of pain, I think every now and again, if you just, we can't walk around with your yoga mat in the supermarket, I know, but, but, or a mat, but if you're at home or, you know, just if it's once an hour, just lie down on the mat and do windscreen wiper legs or do just do something to reset every now and again, kind of gets you through the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does that make
1: sense? Rather than sort of just getting trying to go through the whole day and then things build up or your posture is is not particularly good for the whole day.
0: Yeah. know yeah, exactly. it, It's trying. like it, it, um, because that's that's a little bit um it's integrating your your practice, your movement practice, let's call it yoga practice or movement practice, however you want to call it into your day, right? You do not, as you say, you do not have to physically roll out your mats and, you know, light your candles around and creating the perfect environment. Health and safety first, we have to say with candles. (laughs) But, you you know, what stops you from doing a yoga pose here and there during your day, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. I do sneak into a spare office at work sometimes (laughs) and do a few side stretches and hopefully nobody notices but (laughs) no but I I think it's important just to yeah just keep supple throughout the day and keep moving yeah rather than what I used to do as I say sort of take to oh I'm just gonna have to sit down on the sofa for for the rest of the day because I, I don't know how to get out of pain or, yes. or get myself going.
0: Better do nothing, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not, yeah, yeah. So how is the, um, uh, because you're still, obviously, you've, you've got all the tools, but you, you're still um, keeping in touch. You're still a, a member of, of Shine, obviously, of my membership. So tell me how that is kind of fitting in, and, and um, how do you, what do you find beneficial in there? I think that's, it's really good just to
1: keep in touch or see other people with the same, same issues. And just, I think mentally, can I say that's you know, it's just for your own sort of just realizing that you're not on your own. So I think it's absolutely, it's really important for that and to have a group of people that understand what you're going through. I mean, yeah, I've, I've got friends who know, and even, you know, some of them, that I've known for thirty years, forget that I've got because you can't always see, you're not always aware of it. And mm-hmm. I say, I'll oh, just sit down. Why? And and you just like, oh yeah, forget. You've got your back hurts, it? Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's it's just it's quite nice to be with other people that really understand and are going through the yeah. same thing. Yeah. And then all the the practices that you have on there. That um, yeah, you know, I'm quite busy at work at the moment, so it's quite nice to be able to do those in your own time when you do have have a moment. Um, and the Wednesday classes are—it's great. Just once a week, just have that hour to yourself and, and do the classes. So it's—it's it's all really beneficial. It's—it's it's good. Mm. It's really, yeah. Now I'm glad I've stumbled upon everything, and, you, <laughs> and, uh, oh, and it was just sometimes these things you do by accident, don't you? And it's—it's it's really been beneficial, and it's been really good.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, thank you so much um karen there's there's someone samir is asking if there's a um if there's a limit for the use of brace do you know about that do you know if there's a oh an age limit sorry oh an age limit um well the advice that we were given
1: for the type of brace is that it's only really beneficial whilst you're growing um i don't know if that's all braces because there are alternative... I mean, there's, there's soft braces. Um, there's the ones that, you, you know, you were talking about the overcorrective braces. So I don't know if they're all the same, but my understanding, and I'm absolutely not an expert, so it's something you need to look into, is that a lot of them are used to try and correct the spine or hold the spine whilst you're still growing, because, as you say, that's the danger time where it can get increasingly worse. And once you've you're grown... You know you they take certain measurements to check that you you have slowed down growing or you're fully grown, then they recommend that there's no need to wear the brace. So once she's fully grown, she's probably got another nine months or so to wear it. She won't be wearing it anymore because I don't think it will be of any benefit
0: to her. Mm. Yes, yeah. Um, somebody's asking here about inversion table. I did actually speak about that uh, last week, so you might want to go back to that back chat where I was talking about um, inversions as well. Good. Um, so, if you kind of last, last, final summary and and advice. Obviously, you talked about strengthening, how important that is. You talked about practicing little and often. Um, anything, anything else? No, I think, I yeah, just relax. I think relax,
1: because uh, yeah. <laughs> stress is not a good thing for any of us. No, no.
0: Um,
1: if you can, and that's a lot easier said than done. Um, and I think something you touched on, definitely recently, is listen to what your body needs on that day. I don't think there's any. There's no point in forcing yourself to do something that you can't do on that day. You know. Mm-hmm wake up the next day and you may be able to do it or you'll be feeling differently and you'll do a different set of exercises or or something else. So I think, yeah, find something that works for you and just listen to your own body, really.
0: Mm.
1: Relax if you can.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, That was really, really lovely. And I think, um, yeah, I think, people can can relate to this. And again, it's it's nice to have your perspective as both a patient don't like to use that word, but uh, (laughs) um, and obviously, as a as a mother, obviously, as well. And um, yeah, looking at it from the from the other perspective. So thank you so much for sharing this with us.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: And yeah, so we're back next week uh, with Adeline Chung, actually, who's my yoga teacher. So um, she's going to be on back chat. And then we're going to have an, a and a again the week after. So for everyone who's asking questions now, I'm going to um, answer some questions in that one. But kind of ran out of time. So Samir is, is saying thank you, Christine and Karen. Laura is saying thank you. So yeah, thank you, everyone, for watching as well. and. Thanks, Karen. Um, Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if if you could leave me a five star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net